disarm the bomb. Because usually, what, off sides? That's what they usually stop for. Well, I know, but it's like it's every five minutes they're resetting the puck. I hear you, Joel. Hockey is BS. Of all the things for a tiny Asian man to love. Beyond Science, date of April 25th. Are you sure about that? 100% sure. I'm so hopeful. I think April 27th is the Ninja Gaiden demo, and I will be all up in that beast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the how pound that round. Ga- <laughs> how, many, how many Ninja Gaiden games? Or wait, how many Ninja Gaiden game? game? Does that mean you've <laughs> bought or... Played. Uh, when I wrote the review of God of War 2 for the New Gamer, I, I was that. like, I love all sorts of uh, action game franchises, even the popular ones like Devil May Cry and Ninja Gaiden. Though I think Ninja Gaiden is a franchise in name only, <laughs> considering all they've done is release the same game three times. Except they add these like additional worlds that are impossible and... Oh, man. I never beat the challenge mode on Ninja Gaiden Black, but it was so much fun. Especially when you got to the giant dinosaurs. I really liked that part. Yeah, those guys were awesome. I actually would like to go back and do that again. I wonder if I still have that unlocked on my... Because remember when we brought mine over? I still have it on my Xbox, hmm. but I'd have to bring it out. Okay, actually, here's a question for you reader people, because I know you people on the internet know how to do it. How do I go about modding my Xbox to put stuff on it that is not... Xbox material. Now that Dave has a 360, he's got visions of a uh, a media yeah, center. Ex- I know there's Xbox. something out there called the Xbox Media Center. I know you need a copy of Mechasalt to do it, which I have. Don't blame me. I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Lots of people like Mechasalt. Mechasalt sucked. Really? Especially if you played Mech Warrior, then it was just like, oh, so bad. But even if you hadn't, like it was not a great game. I'm disappointed. I never played it. But it got pretty positive reviews. Well, a lot of things do. That's true. It's actually really weird. Um, I've been listening to a lot of video game journalism podcasts recently, like the One Up podcast. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, there's this, the news editor for One Up is leaving to pursue some sort of community management position in Bungie or something. So big ups to him. But he was the best part about the One Up podcast. And now I'm like really crushed because <laughs> the guy was so funny. Because he's an asshole, and that's the kind of humor I like from a podcast. I mean, hey, I like Dallas Surratt, right? It's true. With a very high-profile game, a story was written this week talking about a feature that was in the game that hadn't previously been discussed. And I contacted the, the PR handlers and said, linked to the story, pasted the quote, said, 
confirm, deny? What's Is this a real feature in this game? And they responded with, we're not talking about that feature set at this time. That's bullshit. You're going to talk about that feature set right now because other people are. It's not in the PR plan. Yeah, the thing is... not in the PR. That's exactly it. No, but the PR plan can blow me (laughs) because that's... that. You're not going to get to... You cannot control that information. Once it's out, it's out of your hands and it's your obligation at that point to represent that product and say, yes, that's real or no, it's not or that's a feature that, you know, we haven't entirely figured out how it's going to work yet. It's buggy still or you say off the record, this is what it is but we're not talking about it yet and instead and instead you have these lazy sitting in khaki pants and sweatshirts at you know (laughs) some pr company sitting there going yeah we're just we're not talking about that right now like kiss my ass another another company this week (laughs) another company this week i was going to go down to their office to play another high profile game with uh another editor from the ziff properties and that company was like nah we don't want that luke kid here he uh we don't we don't trust him like you know what maybe you shouldn't because if because maybe because the way you treat the way you treat our medium you're not treating us with any respect and part of that you know what part of that is our own problem because for so long there've been journalists who you've seen kowtow to these the PR relationships where they're willing to just to 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 figuratively suck dick for an exclusive and it's bullshit and you know there are plenty of fingers that we could point around and we're not going to but it's absurd and it's a huge problem and that to try and like to try and you know rebel against that and to try and break this mold and you just are met constantly with suffocation and i mean if you wonder why i'm always cranky I mean, it's a huge part of why because the idea of a scoop the idea of an actual news scoop in the world of media journalism these days almost doesn't exist i mean because it's all so controlled right. and exclusives are controlled it's all part yeah, of a plan because when invariably big ups to you luke smith i'll miss you i'm really upset you know in a manly way yeah right like squeezing my fist and st- you're so. pining away looking at your photograph of him late yeah. in the evening. It's like raining outside. I'm like sitting on the windowsill. Luke Smith, I pine for thee. <laughs> you and your beer gut and your scraggly nerd beard. It's very bittersweet because I just discovered the podcast like last month. And now I just have to hold on to every moment of those archives I'm working through. I'm like, yeah, it is ridiculous that you can get eight Xboxes in Forza and link them together with eight separate TVs to provide a panoramic view of the map. Really? God, that was actually, it was a great episode when they're talking about that and they're like, how do you get into that thing? It's like they lower you from a crane <laughs> into the middle of this sea of LCD monitors. One guy suggested they'd raise you up from below like in the Death Star. <laughs> I imagine an awkward process of like shuffling over cords, yeah, crab like, style as you crouch underneath. Like turning yourself to the side and holding your gut in. I would just end Let's up- face it, Fatty, you're never going to be a real Forza racer. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even get in that like manacles thing they put you in to keep you from dying when the car flips. <laughs> it would just like scrape across the ground <laughs> <you're> driving. <laughs> Maybe a a few less uh, McDonald's french fries. I don't know. So today is a podcast where we talk about robot games because, shoot, we don't have a topic again. And you guys even made that post in the forum that was like, hey, if you guys don't have a topic, here's a bunch of topics. However, we're not going to talk about Gaunts because we have anime to watch. And nobody wants to talk about House. I want to talk about House. I love House, but I don't want to talk about him on my anime and video game podcast. That would be a little weird. Hi, Kathy. (laughs) Our laptop? Is it in my brown bag? Mommy's alright. Daddy's alright. Yeah. 
just seem a little weird. Surrender, surrender. Okay. So don't give yourself Bye. away. Man, I don't even know. Mom's all right. <laughs> Dad is all right. I don't even know why people play any song in that game, but Mother. Good God. As well, soon as Jared unlocked that, I was like, stop, what are you doing? <laughs> It's like the first song you unlock. I was like, no, no, just stick with that one. <laughs> uh, what, were we, what was I saying? What were we're we talking about robot games today because we don't have a topic for the podcast. Oh, yeah. because, and we are going to do House. Because House is awesome. But it's awesome is... Uh, we should release, like, we, we should do, like, a 15-minute podcast riffing on House before I go home today and release it on, like, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> do, like, the House podcast. <laughs> I think that would definitely kick. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. I like how you put your hand over the mic. Like it's like <laughs> they, the internet can't hear us now. The internet can't hear us. We're safe. So, Joe, there have been many mech games through the ages of many different types. From your fighting mech warriors to your mech assaults to your mech cooking. Really? No, I don't. Cooking think so. mecha. Cooking mecha. It's for the DS. It'd be cool. You like bake your mecha. In the fridge. Oh, I thought you or in the oven. You'd make mecha style dishes like with motor oil <laughs> and wrenches and like bolts. <laughs> they eat the wrenches and yeah, bolts. Of course. <laughs> That's how they get where they need to go. Well, Joel, you know, we eat turkey sandwiches and it seems to work out pretty well for us. It's they, true. It's the building blocks of life. We're they, just glorified machines. Mm. But when I'm a truly glorified machine, I'll be a pogo stick with a shotgun. <laughs> I like that we're coming back to that one. I'm gonna play it till it dro- I'm gonna rock that till the wheels fall off. <laughs> People think I'm joking, but that's why in my idealized robot body. That's too bad, Joe, because I'm gonna have homing lasers on one hand <laughs> and like beetle wings so I can fly away. <laughs> Whatever, man. All I said, I had to get close enough. That's all that matters. <laughs> you sissy with your homing lasers. Homing lasers. Whatever. They got Lame. range. They should get banned. Man. Yeah. AWP or <laughs> noob noob mm. cannon. Oh god, I was playing uh, Stalker again because I wanted to get the real ending, which I did. Um, I put it on easy, and it's really a lot of fun. So I had it on easy with mods that stopped weapons and armor from degrading. So I kind of just ran through the game. I really felt like I was cheating, and you I were. was. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun to just turn corners and shoot everybody. <laughs> Because my guns never get bad, and my armor never gets bad, and the guys don't really do a whole lot of damage anyway, because it's on easy, and I was just like, dominating them. God, this feels good. (laughs) Going back and playing on easy with cheats might be a little different than playing through first on easy with cheats. Yeah. Because at that point, you've already got a relationship established with the game, and it's more about totally wrecking the crap out of those really frustrating parts yeah it really made me feel a lot better because stalker was so maddeningly difficult (laughs) especially when i didn't realize the first time through i didn't realize that armor degrading is a linear process like it's not related to how many times you get hit well it is but okay every time say every time a bullet hits you you lose one percent of your protection it's not that big but that's how it goes like it's gradual it doesn't just happen all at once like it's not fine and then it breaks like there's you progressively lose Protection. protection. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so at the end of the game, like my armor was almost destroyed, and guys were killing me in like three bullets. And I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Like, oh, I understand because it wasn't displaying that it was broken, but it was yeah. supplying less protection. Until I went into my inventory screen, and I look at the armor, and it's like one percent, one percent, two percent, one percent, one percent. Oh well, I have one percent bullet resistance. Come on, man, give me like 
Purple or red. <laughs> yeah. I can't understand your non-colored armor indications. Yeah, it's like Diablo when the stuff turns yellow. Like yeah. a little yellow helmet pops up in your heads-up display. Like, oh, I got to repair. Yeah, better repair the helmet. Especially in Diablo 1 where it would break and get lost forever. I don't get... Never fun, guys. <laughs> Endurance systems in general are not fun. Yeah, because seriously, if I have a sword... And I'm running around hitting guys that aren't in armor. Like the beginning of every role-playing game, my sword is not going to break. Or is it? You well, never had a sword, Joel. You don't know. If it's a for real sword... Those I'm, $40 katanas you get at the dirt How mark, many Daves could I bash in the skull with this club before the club becomes less efficient at bashing Daves in the skull? I don't know. I think it's a lot. 150 <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. I got a pretty big head. <laughs> pretty thick skull, too. Granted, however, I don't know, I'm just, yeah, those kind of systems are stupid, because the amount of, like, work in the role-playing game you have to do is not representative of the amount of work in real life you would have to do to keep a sword ready. It's like, you oil it down and keep, like, wash the blood off. Yeah. In the role-playing game, you have to go find a repair hammer, raise your repair skill. Well, that's Oblivion. In Diablo, you just have to go to a merchant. Yeah. But still, then you have to spend precious gold. Precious gold in Diablo? In well, Diablo, in eventually you're just throwing gold on the ground because the chest can't hold anymore. That's true. In the original Diablo, they segmented gold into different inventory slots. And you could only hold so much gold in each inventory slot. So, But, but I think you could just drop it around town. Not yeah. like it mattered because you would never spend money. It's just one of those games where you always found better stuff in the dungeons. Then you would buy. That was the same thing like in Stalker. There was no reason to ever spend money. By the end of the game, I had 700-something bullets, and you never found any good guns from the merchants. That's kind of annoying, though. I always wish they had, like, a passable gun that you could always come back to and get, like, an AK-47 that didn't suck, so that when your good weapon broke, you weren't just totally boned with the shotgun and hiding behind boxes until the guy walked right in front of you and then shooting him and running away and hoping Mm, he didn't shoot you in the back. I like it. That's my kind of game. But anyway, that has nothing to do with robots. Unless they have robot-sized shotguns like in Virtual On. Oh my gosh! When you said Virtual On go the first my one, pants. I was like, "Yeah, Virtual On the first one." But then I thought about it, and I was like, "No, Virtual On the second one." Yeah, because I like the second one a lot Ontario better. Ontario Tangram. Yeah, which is that is what it's called? Ontario. Ontario. Wait, no, Ontario? that can't be. Yeah, it can't be like the city. Anyway, it's got Tangram in it, which doesn't make any sense because you're not sitting there trying to make a house yeah, it's out of a triangle. Color forms. Is yeah, we're working with here. Although that might be exciting as well. It's like, oh, snap. Got L trigger. And it's like the thing is just turning <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> the robot has one of those giant books of the little different things. <laughs> I can make a horse with these things. Wow. Man, horse is so hard. It's a dragon. <laughs> How are you going to fit a dragon into like seven pieces? Okay, we got triangle, big triangle, parallelogram. <laughs> triangle square. again. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of triangles. But yeah, I, I really think Virtual On 2 is a better game. But I may be biased because it has a farmed battler. He's awesome. Wait, Dave. We, were, we had to break this down because we want to contextualize it. We're doing our top five robot franchises. Of all time. And Irrespective of genre or format. Yeah. Really, there's nothing to connect these things except for robots, which is the only thing that matters about their connection. You might have learned from previous podcasts, we sort of like robots. And it has been a while since we talked about them. In depth, anyway. I think we talked about them last week for at least 10 minutes. Really? Probably in both podcasts. Do we, have we ever had a podcast 
where we didn't talk about robots? Anything's possible. Listeners, if you can remember, don't go through the archives trying to find one, but if you can remember one offhand, remind us. I'll give I you $100. You better watch out, dude. But you have to be able to prove it. They can just tell you the date. I need signed by you a notary. You have to be able to prove it. And you, you have didn't to get... go through the archives. <laughs> you have to be able to prove it, and you also have to be able to prove it after we delete it from the archives so we don't have to pay you $100. It's true. <laughs> I'm very protective of my $100. I was thinking we could have a contest where I could give away all the movies I replaced on Blu-ray disc. Total Recall, Terminator 2. Actually, those, those are all pretty good. fine flicks. Quaid. Start the reactor. Free Mars. That one hasn't come up in a while. Yeah, it's back. So Virtual on Ontario Tangram, or the it's, first one if you prefer. Whatever, Virtual on, because it's a franchise. We don't have to describe. Pretty except, much the greatest robot fighting game of all time. Except for Virtual on Mars. Yeah, uh, I never played that, but did not fare well. Karaoke Ninjas comments in the forums did not really make me want to. Even though he said that the two analog sticks didn't work for controlling the robot, which is just beyond me because it seems like that's the exactly exact same what thing. you would use. And that's actually the thing I was most excited about for the game coming out to PS2. I was like, cool, it'd be like having the twin sticks, except they're very small. I don't know. I really like the Dreamcast one. And even though he said, oh, it wouldn't, would another, vert, well, Karaoke Ninja, said that he didn't think it would work right, that's where you're wrong. It worked perfectly. Well, I didn't think it worked as well as the twin sticks, but it was passable. I don't know, because I, I never really got into it at the arcade, and I didn't play it that much oh, with the sticks. I used to play it all the time at 40th Street. That was like my favorite game. 40th Street. Now all you are are claw games and skee-ball. Yeah, those ridiculous ticket games. It's still one of the most popular arcades on the East Coast. People come for tournaments all the time. But they don't have any good games anymore. They, what are they having a tournament with? They, they have a couple fighting games. I think I haven't been there in a while, but they had Guilty Gear XX. And yeah. Was that SNK versus Capcom Chaos? They have that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Out. It's pretty. It has, uh, it has Andor in it. Yeah. And the alien from Metal Slug. Poison. Poison. Yeah. Awesome transsexual Doesn't manager. look at all like it either. That's the worst thing. I didn't even realize that. I've been playing Street Fighter 3 for low these many years. Well, her slash his uh, origins are shrouded in mystery because to this day, nobody's really sure if it was... A change on the part of Capcom Japan or Capcom North America that made Poison a dude. Why would North America do that? Because they thought beating up women was bad. So obviously the decision was to change the woman into a man, but still looks like a woman. And Why you... would they make that decision based on that game? I mean, there had already been how many iterations of Streets of Rage? Double Dragon. Those whip chicks... I mean, there's a chick with a whip in every side-scrolling brawler you've ever played. Double Dragon, they had chains. And Mohawks. It was, it was awesome. like a whip. And you still beat him up. And then you kick the Bobo out of the helicopter in the second level. So sweet. Awesome. How, where did they keep coming from? That must have been the biggest helicopter ever. <laughs> well, they were, all, they were all up in the pilot seat. <laughs> they were like, no, no, I want to see. <laughs> it's getting a little crowded here in this cockpit. Maybe you guys should go the back. The city lights are so beautiful at night. Uh... It's wonderful. But back to virtual on. I thought the control scheme for the Dreamcast was fine. Well, you had one analog stick to move around, and the triggers were your guns, and A was jump. It just doesn't give you that visceral feeling of pulling the sticks apart to jump and pushing them together to cancel. What it does give you the visceral feeling of is 80 more dollars in your wallet. Because <laughs> you didn't have to, or 160 if you're going to buy two, because face it, are you really going to play that game by yourself? Not for that long. No. 
Unless you're obsessed with beating it with all the robots. Which is... Then you'll end up playing it forever with Dordre and yeah, never beating the last boss. You'll go insane because Tangram is crazy hard. Oh, man. I don't, I, I don't think I ever successfully completed that mission. We've talked about this very thing on the podcast <laughs> and how Dordre sucks. Effing Dordre. Shoot your drill. I remember having Nobody a lot likes of, you. I remember having a lot of trouble with the Farmed Battler, too, because I don't think his melee attack could hit the last boss. But he had that crazy powerful... No, his his melee attack could hit him. You could Did hit it. it. Uh, the the thing was, you got close when uh, the armor was up because you could still do damage, and his melee attack did so much crazy damage that it was worth it to nice. get close to him and attack. God, a farm and battler is so good. I would play him and not use the melee attack though, because I felt bad because it was so good. <laughs> it could do seventy five percent damage on some guys. <laughs> mostly, uh, mostly Viper two, who was my other character, and nobody ever out. El- nobody else ever played Viper two, so he was pretty safe. Yeah. I love the fast guys in these games. Well, they're the most fun to play as. Yeah. Which brings us... Well, which is, what's number two? Well, these are definitely not ranked. These aren't ranked? I said Virtualon was number one. Well, I think Virtualon is number one. But first off, wouldn't we have started at five? We're doing it different. Because that's what we do. We're fast karate. We're going to end with We're a so fizzle. We're so fast we started. As, as with every- we went around the earth like Superman and Superman 2. As with every one of these podcasts, it starts out with a lot of hope and ends in disappointment. That sounds about right. It's like a metaphor, an analogy for the larger concept of our lives, <laughs> which is pathetic. Uh, I, okay, I guess two. What else do we want to put in there? Well, I guess we have to rank it on the fly. Which is the only way we ever rank? Zone Anders two. Zone, wait, we weren't. We didn't even discuss that prior. Well, we I, don't need to. It's awesome. Zone the Anders two is really good. Oh my god, I would pee my pants if they released Zone the Anders three for the PS triple. PS triple. Oh man, why do they even bother with Metal Gear Solid four? They should just. Skip. They should just shoot Hideo Kojima and then release <laughs> Zone. The, that's something separate. They could shoot him and not release Zone the Anders three. I'd be pretty happy too. And given the choice between Zone the Anders three and the a world without the assassination Hideo of Hideo Kojima. It's a tough call. It's, tough. it's close. I would have to mull over it, at least for a while. But yeah, you know, slap a produced by Hideo Kojima credit on there. Give it to a real director. and uh, Have the pilot sit somewhere else. Imp- you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the cockpit was never a more appropriate name. I don't want to be in like a big metal cylinder that a robot has to squat to engage. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. Well, Joe, it's like, you know, certain mounts like elephants or camels, you have them kneel down to get you. This is just the same thing. Yeah, but I don't end up riding... This is the part that bends. I don't end up riding a shotgun next to the uh, the elephant's elephant's junk. junk. Nor would you want to. It's bigger than you. It's going to strangle you. Oh, God. It's actually like you you strap in using it. You sit on it, actually. It curves around and you swing. That's terrible. That's, that's maybe the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I thank you not to repeat it. <laughs> oh, it's as long as their legs. So maybe Zone of the Enders 2 doesn't count. I don't know. But it's pretty much one of my favorite games of no, all time. No, it does. Why and with it good count? Re- its frame rate sucks. That is never... T- they need to fix that frame rate so bad yep. on this five-year-old <laughs> game. They should come back and do a, a software review. Hold on. we we got to put Metal Gear Solid 4 on hold. Zone of the Enders 2 is Jehuti more looks like crap. Uh, no, the graphics in that are awesome. They look so much better than the first game, too. Cause I was I, just saying when he would get all choppy when you know, yeah. he threw the pillar into the 10 guys. Well, yeah, exploded. the problem was when you shot homing lasers at like 50 of those little guys, it would just go into stop motion. 
But that's cool because it was kind of like an effect. It did. It, as long as it did it consistently, which it did, you felt like it was part of the game. Ah, PS2. The emotion engine could not handle the power that Zone the Enders 2 was putting out. Too bad it couldn't have stopped Zone the Enders 1. I want to live in a perfect world where Zone the Enders 1 doesn't exist and 2 just like spontaneously <laughs> appeared. But it's still called Zone of the Enders 2. <laughs> yeah, of course, because then how else would you differentiate it from the prequel that doesn't exist? What if you lived in Bizarro Land? Where Zone of the Enders 2 was the first game first. and everybody hated it. And Zone of the Enders 1 was second and everybody loved it. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of backlash towards Zone of the Enders 1 because it came with the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. And then Metal Gear Solid 2 came out and, and it, it was sucked. awful. It's like, wait a second. I, I gotta really play this fruity dude. This Russian chick with a tarp. And the armpit hair. Yeah. She's still kind of cute. I gotta tell you. Oh my gosh. Joel, you can always apply a razor to that. <laughs> <laughs> what can be changed can be changed I'm just saying don't sell her short yet she's got charisma she cleans Spunk. up nice like those girls on America's Next Top Model yeah they're not attractive until they slap like 10 pounds of makeup yeah I on know <laughs> that should be an adver- that is really an advertisement for makeup I saw this one of them where the girl gets kicked off and she's crying as she gets kicked off and her makeup gets all runny it was horrifying <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, somebody kill it now. Ten minutes ago, I thought you were hot. This unfair standard of beauty that, <laughs> that America participates to. I'm not doing it on purpose. It's not by my choice that we're watching America's Next Top Model. Because Valkyrie Profile's too boring. I'm sorry. It's the best game ever. And I just did <laughs> a sweet combo. I got the special weapon with my heavy swordsman that lets him do a special attack. Let's say everybody else's special attack does, I don't know, 500 damage. The heavy swordsman does like 4,500. <laughs> it's awesome. I don't even need the other characters in the party anymore. They're just dead weight. Even the Valkyrie? I'm, I'm getting tired of this Valkyrie thing. I, I really like... Okay, so the story of the game is that the main character is, I don't know, a princess or something. I don't really pay attention to the story. <laughs> but from what I've got gathered, she's a princess. And she... Got possessed by the Valkyrie. I don't know why. But the Valkyrie is in her. And Odin or somebody. somebody, There's a god from the sky who talks. It's Odin. Who else could it be? Freya. Freya? Does it sound like a dude? (laughs) Fenrir. Anyway. So, as is usually the case in these things, the princess is like a total pussy and the Valkyrie is a total hard ass. And the Valkyrie is never in the story cutscenes. So it's always, it's always like the princess being like, oh my god, what do I do? And then somebody will be like, mean to the princess. And they'll be like, hey, stupid, you better give us more money or we're leaving you behind in this ancient ruin. And then the Valkyrie comes out and like, fuck you, bitches. And then like <laughs> kicks them off a cliff into some lava. <laughs> but that like never happens. Oh, that would be awesome. Actually, I think I just made that up. But still, the Valkyrie is really cool and the princess really sucks. I wish they would just kick the princess off. Maybe they will. Probably not, though. Because Japanese guys like those helpless girls. You know at the end of the game, the Valkyrie is going to like be released from the princess and return home to Asgard. Sweet. Maybe we'll kill Odin. Just like in God of War. No, that was Zeus. Zeus. And you didn't actually kill Zeus at the end. You didn't? No. You killed Athena. By accident. It was like those movies where the... The main character's love interest accidentally jumps in the way of the bullet when he's about to shoot the bad guy. Oh, and he yeah. like accidentally cuts her with the blades, and he's like, "Athena, my bad." 
<laughs> I gotta go kill Zeus. God, that game is the worst story ever. I read this post on a forum somewhere where this guy summarized the God of War 2 story. And it's like, Athena, Zeus, Athena, Zeus. I must find the fates. I must find the fates. And it just, it says, I must find the fates like 20 lines down. And then it goes dot, dot, dot. And then it does a few more. And then it's like, Zeus, Athena, Zeus, the end. Accurate. All right. So we've got Virtual Lawn. Zone the Enders. Zone of the Enders. What's number three? Front Mission. Front Mission. Sweet. Speaking of Front Mission, this ties into the Valkyrie Profile point. Front Mission 5 came out a while back in Japan. This is and true. It's basically guaranteed that it's never going to come over here. Why not? Because nobody buys robot games, especially in America. Oh. So I was thinking about importing it, but I was worried. There's, See, a, lot of, there's a lot of text. A, well, there's a lot of story. And see, the, the weird thing is, while I don't care about the story, and I really don't, I still want to read it. Like, Super Robot Wars has these interminably long cutscenes between the battles. Like, 15 or 20 minutes of text. And it's so worthless to read it. Absolutely. But I still want to know what's going on. It's this weird, I don't know, I have this inbred desire i gotta know even though i have no interest well I, that makes sense and you always hope that in those cutscenes they're gonna have some revealing secret about the next battle i keep on skipping cutscenes or i did this in lost planet a lot i wouldn't read the clue that would help you out with the entire battle yeah <laughs> and i would just be like oh man i have no idea what to do how do i get the you know next achievement for this level you mean That's like like that nest thing one of the yeah. last acred bosses you have to fight where you have to shoot the tentacles yeah or i mean like especially with the achievements like they they specifically mention the achievements like they drop a clue in that little paragraph of text this was on the mountain ascent one it's like yeah there's a kill the wasp acred. yeah it produces high winds wink wink maybe you should shoot it wink so sometimes the text is important yeah you really feel like you're gonna miss out on something but usually not so front mission three is basically final fantasy tactics with robots it's actually kind of vice versa. Final Fantasy Tactics came out before Front or after Front Mission, but Front Mission is a lot less popular than Final Fantasy Tactics. You could say they're biting, but you know, Shining Force has been out longer than both of them. Yeah, that's and true. And so has Fire Emblem. Shining Force is awesome. Yo, Fire Emblem for the Wii could actually be kind of cool. Really? I've heard people talk positively about it. Interesting. Uh, unlike I don't know every other Wii game that's come out so far, Super Paper Mario. Not great. Had a week to reflect on it. I find myself when I look back on games after games so I really hated on. Um, you don't have like the fuzzy watercolor. I, I don't. I don't feel as strongly against them as I did. Like the other day, I was thinking about Piano Three, and I was like, "Yeah, that game was crap, unmitigated crap." <laughs> but it did a couple things that I like. Somebody on our forum. Shouted at you for having reminded them that game existed. Yeah, I was like, my bad. The soundtrack was all right. Sometimes techno songs. God, speaking of that, Goki Burry's podcast that we're going to be on and probably came out before this podcast does. There were so many things I wanted to mention on that, like techno music. So remember, if you will, that when we were talking about, it, I said the the music, the background music to that first fight scene was awesome, and it was. And it was a really awesome fight scene. And now thinking about it, the whole like the first ten minutes of that movie doesn't have any speech in it. And that's it's, why it's good. Yeah. But anyway, I found that song on the OST, 
It is awful. Just like every techno song. I really wonder what it must be like to be one of these techno artists and have people come up to you and be like, hey, make a four-minute song. We know three minutes are going to be crap, so we're just going to cannibalize and use the only good parts. Like, I think I'm going to make that the opening and closer to this episode. I'll put the good part on one side and the bad part on the other and try and figure out which is which. I'll give you a hint. The one with, like, the 32 measures of one note, not the good one. Well, the problem is with, like, techno, they're really all just 30-second long songs. Yeah. And they just repeat them. Well, the problem is... Until it's like 17 minutes of, you know, ecstasy-fueled dance group. They need to understand what the good part of the song is. It's not sitting there with the bass going like... Because the only people who can get into that are people on ecstasy. Okay, Paul Oakenfold. Why don't you crap up the Go soundtrack while you're at it? I'm pretty sure he's (laughs) the guy that did that, whatever, Stephen Wolf's The Magic Carpet Ride. But now it's got techno. It sounds exactly the same, but it's a remix, guys. Remix. Yeah, so this song is four minutes long, and the good part doesn't start until like two minutes and 45 seconds. Which it's like, how can you... You know, you gotta know that these songs are bad. And what's more, you gotta know that when people buy them off you, they're only gonna use the good part. Why not just make the whole song the good part? (laughs) Oh, it's so infuriating. It's true, techno is a boring... And, uh, so boring. There, oh. I'm sure that there's good stuff out there, and there's probably somebody who listens to this podcast who likes anime and techno because I've been to Otacon. I know yeah. that can happen. <laughs> and uh, I just got to say, yeah, maybe not all techno is bad, but the vast majority of it. I could probably count pretty boring without taking my shoes off. How many techno songs are consistently good throughout? Techno songs are created to be background music in movies. Or the, commercials. Like the New Order song that's in uh, Blade in the very beginning. Yeah. Awesome song during Blade. Don't really want to listen to nine minutes of that when I'm doing my laundry. But it's so much better when you're spinning glowing tubes in front of oh, your face. You know what's better? When the tubes are on strings. Oh, man. Woo. That is even better. God, I went to uh, one of Callan's brother's shows. And Callan's brother, I, I wouldn't even know how to describe his band. It's like synth metal. <laughs> It's awesome, but clearly the people at this frat house didn't quite get it. It was a lot of indie kids that were like 16 years old, so they're like spinning glow sticks around while, you know, they're doing the like, ah, I don't know. Not so great. From Mission. From Mission. Got a wee bit distracted there. My apologies. How did you even get there? You don't want to follow the leaps in my consciousness. That is just... You're setting yourself up for failure. Don't, All right, front don't mission, look over the abyss, Joe. Front you mission might is not number, come back. Front mission is number three. And front mission three is number three. We talked about front mission kind of in depth, I think, before. We definitely I've have. definitely mentioned the orgy of violence. In fact, very recently, your melee where you attackers. stick your melee guy yeah. in there and link him to everybody else. Oh, that is so great. But front mission three is probably the better game. It's definitely harder, and it's definitely a lot more rewarding and it also makes shields a lot better. So you can just give all your guys shields and run in. Nice. And use the shotgun. And nobody else ever uses shields. The enemy's never smart enough to use... Like, that's not AI. That's just setup. You could stick a couple shields on them, and it would make for a really hard battle. <laughs> From Mission 3 also had this crazy system. Like, they had... From Mission 3 had its own internet. Yeah, it was nuts. You could go to different websites in the game and people will give you links and stuff. And it was totally worthless. It was all background material. Until the very end of the game, you could get a link 
where a guy would mail you an awesome robot. But this mail you. I hate to imagine what the shipping is like. You want that ground or what's air? What's even crazier is that was I it think, like a hundred tons. I think it says he emails it to you. So maybe you got like a fax machine, a robot fax <laughs> like machine. Printing it out. It's one of those three D printers that just like carves it out of solid steel. Yeah, like the thing in Resident Evil Co. Veronica, where you copy the metal. That was a good game. God, that was an awesome game. But it didn't have robots in it. Moving on. What's the next fourth on the list of good robot games? We might as well just do Armored Core. Armored Core. Armored Core. See, but these probably can't be in the right hierarchy, or can they? Armored Core is such a niche game that it probably does belong in number four. Well, I mean, Armored Core is just... I feel like it's been its its been the same game the whole time. I, I really like Armored Core, but every time someone releases a new robot game, Armored Core, a new really good robot game, Armored Core just kind of slips down a little bit. Yeah, because they're on their 10th one, and it's still... You I gotta mean, buy rifles with the name XQPR97ZZZ1. We already talked five, about two. this previously, but you know the unlimited boost is a pretty awesome addition oh, to the game. Great, I I really like Armored Core Four, and I did not like the other ones that much since the first one because, like Joel says, pretty much the same, and the control scheme was terrible. Well, they really retooled the control scheme. The gameplay is basically the same, and the Basically the same tactics you could use in the other ones you can use in this one. Like, they really trumped up how they fixed the arena AI, the one-on-one fights. They did not. Because all I do is I put shoulder missiles on my guy and go in a circle around the other guy. And it that works, was the only way to win. It works every time. Well, in Armor Core 2, you could use vertical missiles and stand on top of a really tall building. They That's how I to. beat the last boss. <laughs> With those, uh, that missile pack that you bought where you only got four shots, but it had like 20 missiles in each shot. <laughs> just shoot it out over the edge and watch them fall off screen. Mm-mm-mm. Watch your enemy's power meter just to yeah. go down and down and down. Yeah, the unlimited boost really made the game so much more fun. Because now, I really hated in Armor Core having to walk around and doing that ridiculous yeah, robot run. Like, ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. Where you're kind of running, and in actuality, you're going like 50 miles an hour. But in a giant robot, 50 miles an hour just doesn't seem that impressive. And it's all, it doesn't matter how fast you're really going. Because it's how fast you're going in the video game relative yeah. to how fast you would be going if your rocket boost were on. That's like in you know the, the more arcade uh, racing games like Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer! Yeah, Ridge Racer. Like uh, Alex and Jared download the demo of it for the PS3. It says you're going like 300 kilometers an hour, but it really does not feel like that. Like you watch it and you're like... 300 kilometers an hour is 180 miles per hour. That, yeah. That's crazy fast. That is crazy fast. But you watch this and I'm like, I don't know. You could be going 60, maybe. Yeah. It really looks like it's a lot slower than it is. Or they say it is. Maybe that's but, because when you go that fast, time bends. Maybe. Or maybe... It's uh, the effect of having released a game uh, like almost a year after you said it was going to come out and only having released the demo, everything is slowed down around Ridge Racer. <laughs> it's shifting time around itself. But the unlimited boost in Armor Core really makes it feel like a different game. And it makes you boost everywhere. And you should boost everywhere. Otherwise, you're going to die. Yeah. Well, the other thing they added in uh, the Armor Core from what I saw was that enemies shoot a lot faster and a lot more. Yeah. You take crazy amounts of damage if you sit still. So fast. But it does it really makes the fast max viable and as we mentioned, that's what I like to see. There's this one really great mission where the entire mission takes place on water 
and you can boost over water, essentially to fly over it. And if you don't boosting, you start sinking. And you have to take out these battleships. It's great. You're in, I think it's Shanghai, but it's sunken. Sunken Shanghai? Yeah, so. That's my favorite vacation destination. I guess the ocean flowed up or something. So you're cutting through all these alleyways of buildings. It's really cool. And the battleships are also in Shanghai? Yeah. That does sound really cool. Oh, it was awesome. Man, why can't we have a post-apocalypse? <laughs> you're telling me. I guess we need an apocalypse first. But I'd really like to just jump over that step. Well, maybe they could the cryogenically the, freeze us. The robot-infested future. But, Joel, haven't we already discussed this? We would be the farmers in Fist of the North Star. <laughs> it's true. We're definitely not Kenshiro and maybe Geometry Man. <laughs> I'd be the guy that, Despite like, the awesome fan art. I'd be the guy that gets exploded onto Kenshiro that sets him off to kill the bandits. So you're still doing your part. Exactly. Somebody had to do it. Usually it's a guy, his wife, and his daughter. <laughs> it's three. It's a magic number. All right, number five. five. The worst one of the best. The worst of the best. We mentioned one that we didn't... Oh, we could do Super There's Robot Super Robot War. Wars. But is that even a mecha game, really? Is Super Robot Wars a mecha game? I don't know. It includes exclusively mecha. It does. But Super Robot Wars is really more fan wish fulfillment and nothing else. Like, it really does not have very complex gameplay or very fulfilling gameplay. I guess it's kind of fulfilling to juice up the one best robot in the game so high that it can do 50,000 damage a turn, take Five turns in one turn <laughs> and kill a boss that has 120,000 hit points without breaking a sweat. But I don't know. So what do you want to put over in front of it? I don't. That's a good question. Super Robot Wars Original Generations, which is the only ones I've played, does have the best name for a weapon ever. The, first off, they have a combining robot. That's the SRX, which is the strongest robot in the game. And in the second one, it has like a sidekick robot that can transform into a gun and nice. then he uses that robot as the gun and uh it's called the heaven or hell one shot sure kill cannon <laughs> that is an excellent name yeah even if you just did one shot sure kill cannon yeah that's a cool name then you just tack on the heaven, heaven or hell, hell prefix it makes it even better what makes it well what exactly about it is heaven or hell I guess, I guess it's going to kill you, so we're yeah, going to find out. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Mystery solved. What's even better is that it's na- the main character, who I hate because he's not the cool main character, but there's, he's the other main character, is the robot fanboy. So they all have a normal name, they call it, and he calls it this heaven or hell. <laughs> like it's the Hytronium battery cannon or something, but he calls it by this name. Uh-huh. And he's the leader. Like He's, he's, he's the red one, to okay. use the Power Rangers terminology. <laughs> or everything. Worked in Getter. Yeah, pretty much everything. We need to watch Shin Getter Robo. Didn't we already? The Elder. The Elder? Is that true or new? True. We've seen both. Have we not reviewed both? I don't think so. We need to marathon all of... All the Getter Robos. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. We've taken your time off long enough. Let's stick Super Robot Wars in there and just call it... These are all games you can have fun with playing, and they come from such many varied genres that there's liable to be one that you're going to like. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I really hope they import that um, 
the Gundam Dynasty Warriors game. Yeah. Because that's supposed to be awesome. It's supposed to be actually good, too. Not Really? Not even just Dynasty Warriors good, which is in actuality <laughs> total crap. Well, Dynasty Warriors is always okay, but it falls into the same trap that Armored Core does that... It's like, I've, I've played this before a thousand times. I don't actually know anything about the game, except that, you know, there's 150 Zakus around you, and you better take them out. That would be pretty hot. Wouldn't it be sweet if you, it was two players? I could be a Muro Ray, and you could be Char Aznavel, and we could, like, hang out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Although, they need to have all the Gundams from uh, Gundam Z, or G, G Gundam. Gundam. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Isn't, is there even a Gundam Z? Or did yeah, I just make that up? Zeta Gundam. Oh, right, the right. show me and Jerry got halfway through and then just stopped watching. <laughs> For no reason. We, we were really enjoying it. <laughs> it was just too long. I think it's when they killed that crazy chick that the guy fell in love with. I was, she was, Spoilers. Uh, Come on. Uh, okay. Uh, you can just assume that in these shows, if it's a girl... That somebody falls in love with, they're going to die. I, I picked that one up from Karaoke Ninja's podcast. I don't know a whole lot about Gundam. But they had this chick, Four, and she was like an alien or something. And she was tough. Except when she wore this like ridiculous sarong. They went on a date. It's like, she's wearing like a robe. And that's why she got shot, I think. It's like, oh my gosh. This is a crime against future fashion. You're dead, lady. You're dead. But I think she was insane. And I like those insane ones. And then we, when we stopped watching that, we were like, oh, well, she's dead. I, that's the reason I give. The real reason is probably that Jerry got a job, and we didn't really have time to watch it. <laughs> but I like that they killed the crazy chick, and I went on strike, and I was like, I will not watch a show where the main character's name is Camille, and it's a dude. That's it. Bill Cosby's wife in real life yeah I have no idea my wife come here